You made it. You've arrived. This is Peter Levitan's Advertising Stories. And you're about to hear entertaining, personal, often instructive stories from deep inside the world of advertising. Howdy. Today I am interviewing Thomas Schwab, whose Interview Valet is the premier, absolutely premier podcast guest service. Interview Valet will get you on the right podcast to grow your brand and sales. I use them, so I know it works. I'm a happy customer. Stay tuned to the end of the podcast to see how to get Thomas's book, Podcast Guest Profits, Grow Your Business with a Targeted Interview Strategy. By the way, how to get the book for free. Here we go. Tom Schwab of Interview Valet. What do you do for people? We help them get exposure. Today, I believe that the biggest problem everyone has is obscurity. They could help, they could help so many people if they only knew about them. So we help people, authors, uh, speakers, coaches, consultants, and brands get on targeted podcast interviews so that they can get heard. They can get in on the conversation uh, by their ideal customers. This is sort of falls into the world that I call, and maybe it's incorrectly called borrowed interest, where I'm I'm borrowing the fan base and interest of someone else by being on their show. Is that is that an essential advantage of of what you're offering? Uh, very much so. I always look at it as I would le- rather leverage other people's platforms than leveraging other people's money. Right, because right now money money's cheap, uh, money's plentiful, but that exposure that you can get by tapping into somebody else's audience that's priceless. And you aim at the podcast industry. Give us a, a little update on what's going on with podcasting growth and so forth. Yeah, I think a lot of principles we talk about apply to anything, but podcasts are hot, right? So if you look at the data right now, fifty one percent of the U.S. market adult market listens to podcasts and on average, they're above average education, above average income. These are people that are looking for new ideas. They're early adopters. Um, And the studies also say that 70% of them listen to the entire episode and take action on what they've heard. So, you know, uh, I've, I've talked to a lot of people, you know, on uh, physical stages, but it's, like, wow, you got to, you know, drive, drive or fly. Uh, you've got to be there. And, you know, if you're, if you're talking to a hundred or 200, that's a great group. And then you think about a podcast, you're talking to thousands or tens of thousands. And regardless of uh, what's going on in the world, uh, you can do it from your home or your office. Well, I want to come back to the numbers in a second, in particular, how it relates to somebody being a guest, but I want to, you, you mentioned that podcasts can deliver action. So should someone who wants to be a guest on a podcast have something to offer? Yes. I always look at it as, you know, you're not going to be able to help everyone with your 30 or 45 minutes. So always give them a next step. And, you know, every digital marketer knows one call to action, but over the last seven years and 700 clients, we have tested it. We have looked at the data and it's weird, actually three calls to action work best. So, you know, a small, a small thing, something to get them back to your website, to get that interest in, you know, a medium that might be, Oh, a little bit of investment of time or money. 
And then the flips, uh, the, the last one is, you know, a heck yes, right? If, if they've listened to you for 30 or 45 minutes and they come with credit card in hand, wanting to engage, wanting to talk to the wizard, don't slow them down in a, uh, in a funnel. So we always tell our clients and, and teach that you should have three calls to action, a small yes, a medium yes, and then a hell yes. And you coach, if I'm your client and I say to you, I'd like to be on 25 podcasts, you're co- you coach me because I'm assuming that many people that uh, use your service are not necessarily skilled speakers. How do you help them? Well, and I think they definitely know their content, but when people come to us, they may say, I want to be on 25 podcasts, but what they're really saying is I want to grow my business, my brand with podcasts, you know, so that's the overarching goal. So we come back and say, well, how many podcasts would you need? Right. Because more is not better. Better is better. What do you want those podcasts to be? You don't want to do the same uh, Groundhog's Day interview to the same audience over and over. So what different verticals could we tap into? What different things could we talk about? What different things could we test? So we work with our clients all on that. You know, I can think of some of the clients we've had have been phenomenal public speakers, but they haven't done podcasts before. Um, you know, you have to be tight and with short sound bites in order to do radio or especially television. Um, but if you do that same thing on podcast, it's not going to work. You need to have more longer conversations. So we work with them on the best practices, the uh, all the notifications, the resources. Uh, we, we prep them for every interview because we want to make sure that they can just show up, be the guest, and we take care of all the rest. So therefore, a goal is to be a human being. Uh, It sounds obvious, but uh, I I couldn't agree with you more on that. You know, we say podcast interview, but I think that's a a misnomer, right? It should be a podcast conversation. So if you just come on there to, you know, ask the person the same five questions or to, to go off of your, your talking points, that's not interesting. You know, that's not remarkable. Nobody's going to remark on that. They're not going to share that. They're not going to go out. So to me, the best interviews are conversations and really they should leave the listener with more questions than they do answers. It should challenge them to think of things and and look at the world a different way. So uh, we're only in this a couple of minutes. How are we doing so far? (laughs) I guess the if you're listening to this uh, and you haven't given up on us, we're doing okay. And that's right. fine with me because, you know, I always say that some people will either love you or loathe you. You know, they'll turn you up. That's your great customer. That's your ideal cu- customer. If they say this guy's crazy, uh, it doesn't mean uh, I'm wrong or they're bad. But if they turn me off, that just means we're not a good fit. Okay. Well, here's a, here's a good question. I mean, I like my questions, so I can pat myself on the back right now. There are a zillion podcasts, you know, you can, you see, we see different numbers and we know it's growing and we know that uh, there's a, a podcast on almost any subject. Uh, uh, I have a cactus in my house and my wife was saying, we need to cut this back. Uh, I don't know how to do it. I said, go, I said, go to YouTube, <laughs> you know, and there are 30, 30, uh, 30 YouTube videos on how to cut this specific kind of cactus. So I get it. So there are a lot of shows. How do you find the perfect shows, a list of the perfect shows for uh, for someone? Yeah, and that's that's the um, 
that's the funny part is you'll hear numbers thrown around and the, the current one that uh, that I see on my database of some of the ones we license is 2.5 million podcasts but there's a little asterisk that only 400,000 have gone live or published in the last 30 days so it's really hard or it's easy to start one but hard to keep it going so with that you don't want to look through that two and a half million you just want to look through that 400,000 and there's some different databases out there um, that have free versions like one one great one is just called listen notes. So you start with that. Um, and sometimes it's like going down a rabbit trail. Hey, I, I know my people listen to, you know, Peter Levitin. So what other shows are like that? And you can start to go down the rabbit trail. The, the, the uh, uh, algorithm that we use looks at four things. And I think they're all important. The first one is the podcast, right? So as you look at this podcast, does it have your ideal listeners in it, right? So if you want to talk to to marketers or business owners, well, if this is a podcast about, you know, expectant mothers, could be a great podcast, but not for you. So make sure that there's that that fit there. And that's where most people stop. But you want to keep going on that. The second thing to look at is their website. So Are they doing show notes? Are they giving backlinks? Because honestly, that's still the way most people find podcasts. So look at the podcast, the website. The next thing is look at the reach. So reach is how many people are going to hear you. Now, that doesn't mean just the download numbers. And you can find download numbers online. I always say take them with a grain of salt. Um, Most of them are, are grossly exaggerated, but also look at their social media. Are they promoting it? And is it the right social media, right? My, most of my customers are on LinkedIn. So I don't care if you've got a million TikTok followers, that doesn't help me. And then finally, maybe sign up for the email list for the podcast, right? Are they, um, are they promoting it out? Uh, I can think of one podcast. They get, you know, it's a great podcast. It gets about 5,000 downloads per episode, but I know for a fact that his email list is like 50,000. So even people that don't listen to you on the podcast will still find out about you. So there was four things, the podcast, the website, the reach. The final one is brand affinity. And this has gotten to be more important over the last year or so. Increasingly now, if you get Googled, right? One of your last podcasts will show up either the one that you did or an interview, you want to make sure that that is something you're proud of, right? So if all of a sudden somebody's like, wow, should I, um, should I hire Peter? And we're talking about a five or six figure contract and they find that you are on a podcast. I call them Wayne's world podcasts, right? Two guys in their mom's basement. And they listen to that and go, wow, this isn't the same expert that I thought it was. So you make sure that any podcast you're on, you know, it's going to be there forever. Um, so make sure that you're proud to be on there and that it, that it align, aligns well with your brand. Yes. Well, we, we all know that your reputation is forever on the, on the internet. Um, uh, there seem to be, uh, I, I imagine that some of the people that would use your service are people that have started their own podcast and, and come to some realization that this takes a very long time. What, uh, that would be one reason. What are other reasons that people say, I, I, need to, I need to use your service to increase my reach? 
yeah, what are some a, of the obstacles that, that, that the individual faces who might say, I need to do my own podcast? Yeah. Sometimes people will say, I want to do my own podcast and it looks easy, right? It's like watching football on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. I want to work. I want to work two hours and make millions of dollars. I want to be the next Joe Rogan, but what you don't see is all the work that goes into it and how long people have been doing it before they get traction. You know, the, the idea that you'll just put up a show and it will be successful. Um, it's like if they built, if I build mm-hmm. it, they will come. It doesn't happen anymore. And you did that great article where you, you gave the example of doing your own podcast and being a guest. And, you know, what people see is I can, I can get so much more out of it by putting so much less in. So I'm an engineer by degree, you know, so if you want bigger return on investment, get more out and put less in. So with it being a guest, people look at it. It's not as big of a commitment. So I don't have to show up week in and week out and make sure I got an episode goes out every Tuesday, right? I can do it when it works around my schedule. The other thing too, is that you think about this and I, I feel awkward and guilty saying this. I'm jumping on this interview. We're going to talk I'm going to go away and then Peter's going to edit it. He's going to promote it. He's going to put out there. So there's a lot of work there. So most of the people that come to us are either seeing the power of leveraging other people's audiences, and they come to us because they realize that there's a system to it, right? It's not just about getting on random interviews, that they don't have those connections. They don't have the process to it. Uh, Early on, we had a, a client that says, I love working with you because you let me be the guest and you take care of the rest. And I'm like, oh, that's good copy. I'm, I'm stealing that one. So they're looking and saying, maybe they could be launching a new book, launching a new course. Maybe um, they're rebranding their company. Maybe they've got a new website out there and they need those backlinks. We've got some clients that are doing it just for the backlinks. Other ones are just saying that, you know, I, I'm smart. I'm hardworking. I could do it myself. I could, uh, uh, I could figure this out. But the best use of their time is doing what only they can. You know, it's like Sinatra. He could have done everything, but he made the most money when he performed. Other ones come to us and they're like, "Yeah, um, this is this is my reputation. This is my brand out there." Um, and you know, I get I get pitched probably three times a day to be on my podcast. And Peter, I don't have a podcast, but every one of them is like uh, uh, some VA in a third world that says, you know, I love your podcast and would love to have my client being uh, a guest. So it really tarnishes their image. So they're looking for someone to work with that can get them on the the higher level podcasts, uh, the, the leading podcasts, the podcasts that are going to drive business results not just an ego stroke of, hey, I got interviewed. So to that point, how does your process work in terms of pitching a one of your clients to the world of podcasting? So you, you've determined that here, here's the range of, here's a group of podcasts that makes sense for Peter Levitan to talk to because he has a new book. Okay, we get that. <laughs> and the book's about marketing and therefore they should be marketing podcasts. How do you get that famous podcast host to want to talk to me? Well, first of all, I'm going to push back on the word pitch. I cringe on that. Uh, you, you pitch an idea, you pitch a baseball, you pitch an inanimate object, you introduce a human being. 
And that's the problem is so many people are out there just robo pitching. So we've always focused on relationships, the ultimate currency. We've got a, a team of 35 people. Um, we've been in the industry for seven years. We go to all the uh, podcast conferences. So we know these people, we've got the relationships. We know what their show is about. We know what they're interested about and where they're going with it. Right. So we've got ongoing conversations with them. So when we have a new client like you coming in, we can connect the dots very quickly, reach out to, to the podcaster, not just doing it from, you know, black hole at whatever email uh, that nobody ever sees, but we're reaching out to them. You know, maybe it's a phone call, maybe it's a video, maybe it's a text, whatever way they want to engage. Um, what they prefer, and then making that introduction and trying to connect the dots for them and say, this would be a great story. This is why um, you would want to meet Peter. This is why your audience would want to meet Peter. This is why, you know, this is, this is a no brainer for you. And I always say podcast hosts want to have three types of people on their show. They want to have their friends. They want to have friends of friends and people they want to be their friends. So where we help people is on that friends of friends. We've got the relationship with them. We vouch for the client. We make the introduction. I always tell people, you know, if you're, um, uh, if you've got uh, 10 million followers, if you're, um, uh, if you're a household name, uh, if you're an Olympian, uh, well, then everybody wants to be your friends. So you don't need somebody. Um, or if you've got a big enough network, you just want to go on your friends podcast. You can do that too. But if you're really looking to, to, to get introduced from a friend of a friend, that's where you come to us and uh, really make it easy. So all that you have to do is the interview. Yeah, I'm going to agree on the friend side. I was just, while you were saying that, I was thinking of Kara Swisher, who runs a couple of great podcasts, uh, one for the New York Times. And I can always tell that uh, those three things, either they're a friend, I don't remember all of them. <laughs> remember three things, uh, you know, the, the, it just sounds very friendly. And it certainly sounds if she doesn't know the person that it's somebody she's very interested in and probably would want to have drinks with. I mean, that's, you know, that's uh, maybe a lit, lit, litmus test for uh, for podcasting. Is this somebody you want to hang with? Um, how do you, uh, so I, so you're out there. I won't use the pitch word. I've never, I will never use it again, although it's actually the title of one of my books, but I'll put that aside for you. Um, uh, once somebody, once the show says I'm interested, how do you help your client know the personality of the show and what they might be interested in? Our, our clients value their time and their money. So you should be prepared for every interview, but that doesn't mean you have to spend, you know, four or five hours researching the show and listening to it. Uh, I, had, I had a boss in the Navy that said only kids and clowns like surprises which one did you take me for? Never a good conversation when it started that way. But I came to realize too, we don't work with kids and clowns. So no surprises. So we brief every client, uh, we call them certified guests that work with us on the podcast. So um, we do this when they're first introduced via email. Uh, there's also an online dashboard. So 10 minutes before their interview, they can log in there and see really quickly. Okay. Here's how you pronounce Peter's name. Uh, here's where he lives. Here's his background. Here's how you're connecting. Will the video be on, um, you know, personal information about him, about the show, things we've learned, you know, things to, uh, that he's interested in things to stay away from all the social media links. So you can click on there and, and check out real quickly. 
the email, the phone number, you know, um, because you don't want to be surprised in a podcast interview. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, I can think of one, one podcaster that hates golf, right? He loves, uh, mixed martial arts, but if you mention something about golf, I guarantee you, you're going to get a five minute, um, detour on why golf is the stupidest game and a waste of real estate. Uh, there's another podcast where, um, when the host goes off on a tangent, he'll just stop and say squirrel. Well, if you don't know what he's talking about, you're going to be thrown off or, you know, uh, we've even had some clients that see in there. And then when they go on a tangent, it's like, they'll stop and say squirrel, boy, the, uh, the audience there just thinks, oh, they're one of us. About the the worst thing you can ever do is if there's a question that they ask every every guest, you don't want to hear that question and, and stumble with it or say, oh gee, um, I've never thought about that before, Peter, because all you're doing is telling them I'm a carpet bagger. I've never listened to this show before. Right. Well, I've heard I've been on podcasts where I know that they're going to ask at the end, uh, you know, what's the last book you've read? Kind of question. And uh, if so, it, it, it's funny because it usually comes at the end. And, and if you haven't listened to one or two of their shows to the to completion, you don't know that question is coming. And obvious, and uh, you know, we've all heard it. There are a lot of very busy people being interviewed, and they they may not catch that question. Uh, I, I I know that you guys help the client because I've been your client. Uh, you know, make sure that okay, this you're going to get this question. It's it's coming. Uh, here's another question for you. If you're on, and I, and, and this has happened to me where I'm just wondering, and even during an interview, uh, how to keep interviews fresh. So, uh, and I'll use an example of uh, authors on book tours are coached by their publisher. If they're, if they have a publisher and you can tell that they've been coached, uh, you know, it's the, every five minutes they say, well, in my book, right. You know, it's, it's, um, it's sort of standard publisher PR, um, help. And, uh, so I, I, I do wonder how, if you're talking about the same subject, let's say Peter just wrote a new book and Peter has an offer, yada, yada, yada. Uh, how do I keep that fresh? If I'm on 10, 15, 20 different podcasts, well, keep it fresh for the audience and for you, right? Because you don't want to do groundhog's day where it's the same interview over and over. So one of the things that that we work with our clients on is I believe, you know, content is king, but context is God. So let's use examples that are applicable to that audience. Don't make every interview the same because if all of a sudden I'm like, wow, I loved Peter on this interview. Let me go find another one. And I go to the next one and it's the same stuff. I'm going to be like, oh, th this guy isn't very deep or I'm not going to listen to another one because it's all the same stuff. Let me give you an example. We worked uh, with the gentleman, uh, Jeff Madoff, um, and he wrote a book called Creative Careers. And when he did the podcast interview, um, he we broke it down into like different chapters. So let's talk about this chapter. You know why why uh, why the myth of the lightning strike um, is is a fallacy. How relationships and partnerships are so important. And so each one had its own little theme to it. And with that, instead of him just going over the top of the book and you know then saying you know hey uh, you know uh, you can find all of this in the book, 
he could at the end say, well, this is just one of the things that we talk about. Oh, this is one of the 13 chapters in the book. So if you want to you know, learn more about this or the other things, part of the creative career, she can go that. The other thing that did for him was it allowed him to repurpose the content. So he could, um, you know, make a blog out of that, that section. He could repurpose that. Um, there's so many different ways there. So it's really a question of being very strategic. And that's, that's the difference between just doing, you know, uh, a couple dozen random interviews that are the same and doing two dozen targeted interviews, uh, that really drive results and is content that you can repurpose. Yeah, I'll, I'll absolutely agree with that. I, I think sometimes, and I've been in, in interviews, and I've, you've listened to thousands of interviews where the person being interviewed realizes uh, sort of early in the interview that they have to take control of, of what's going on, you know, um, and who knows why. Maybe the interview's just burnt out that day, had a bad day, his wife left him, or, you know, whatever. Who knows? The dog died. Um, and you go, okay, look, I have one chance here to talk to this person for 45 minutes. I better get my act together. Um, I, I have a, a, a very tactical question for you. It's something that's been on my mind for a bunch of subjects recently. And that you, one of the areas or one of the platforms you use to promote a podcast is LinkedIn. I am finding, like many people, that LinkedIn, the algorithm is, is pushing down um, links that are in a LinkedIn um, post, right. Mm -hmm. How, and this is coming a little bit out of the blue. So I'm putting on the spot here. How, what are the best practices for people who use LinkedIn to get their podcast out into the world? I would even say any of the social media there, because LinkedIn wants you to keep you on their site. Facebook wants you to keep that you on their site. And so if you put a link in the very top, they're not going to promote people leaving it. So the best practice is always to put some kind of image there to, to catch people's attention, put um, the information on the top, and then put the link in the first comment, right? People are going to find it there. Um, it's going to be easy enough to do. But yeah, I, I have definitely seen that. The other thing is that one of the benefits of being on podcasts is that they give you a link back to your site, right? So at the end, you say, yeah, how can people get in touch with you? You give them that and they'll link back. A lot of guests will, will be nice and link back to the host. Well, the problem is, is that's um, reciprocatory links. And back a decade ago, uh, you know, there was the, the link swapping and uh, Google started to punish that. So if you're nice as a guest and you link back to the host, you just, you screwed yourself, right? Because you lost a lot of that and they're not going to get a lot of that. So I always say log or link back to them from a different site, or maybe link to the interview on iTunes, something like that. So that they still get the benefit, but that Google doesn't see it as, Hey, uh, Peter and Tom just got together and did a, a, a link swap. Right. So if I was on LinkedIn, would I, am I better off linking back to the blog post I wrote about the interview that I did on someone else's show? Um, I would say all of the above, right? All of the above. So, okay. I get it. Uh, do that. But I probably wouldn't do it at the very top. I would put it in a comment down there. Yep. The other thing too, um, is to mention the other person's name, right? So when I promote this interview, you can be sure that I'm going to tag you in each one, right? Because now it's not only going out to my audience, but your audience and, um, you know, people, 
people look for their own name. So um, uh, you're much more likely for them to, to engage with it. Okay. Well, let me ask you a really difficult question, and I hope you don't mind if I ask this. Have you ever written a book about this? I have, and it's called <laughs> Podcast Guest Profits, How to Grow Your Business with a Targeted Interview Strategy. Uh, it's available on, on Amazon. And I, when people bring up the book, it's like, I'm not here to sell books. If anybody wants a free copy of it, um, if you're in the US, I'll mail you one. If you're in uh, uh, outside of that, I'll, I'll send you a digital copy. You know, just let's see, go to interviewvalletwithav.com forward slash Peter Levitin, and I'll put all of the stuff there. Excellent. Well, I I will certainly uh, I'll put it in uh, all of my um, social etc. Blogging. Who knows how I'm going to promote this? I'll put it there for the people that are driving their Ferrari and listening to this right now and just can't quite pull out that pen and paper because I know how that works. Um, I will say something about the book. It's uh, I, I often look at books and ask the question: If I read this book, do I need to uh, uh, talk to this guy? And the good news here is I can read your book. And if I think I have thousands of hours to do what you say are the best practices, I will never talk to you. Right. But I did read the book and I said, Holy, holy shit, man, if I'm going to get this right, uh, I better uh, employ these people (laughs) because while you tell me everything I should do, I'm like, Whoa, you know, I also run a business. So we, you know, it's, (laughs) there's only, only so many hours in a day. And that's why, you know, frankly, and I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to get too gross here, but I'm, you know, I'm not, not patting you on the back too hard. Uh, the reality is a great thing about the book is it illustrates that it, it, it requires a process for someone to utilize being the, the utilize or get the benefit of being a podcast guest. I hope I said that clearly. It was sort of mumbling. Um, I mentioned to you earlier uh, before we uh, hit record that I was at a Mexican uh, Independence Day celebration last night. Most Americans have no idea that actually Mexico exists, nonetheless, has an Independence Day. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that, that, that was my babble. But uh, my, what I'm really saying here is that um, the book does two things. One is it will teach anybody about um, the benefits of being a podcast guest, but it will also tell them that, man, they better hi- they better hire interview valet if uh, they want to get it done quickly, and intelligently, and professionally. How's that well, for a pitch? I know uh, you don't like that word. Th- thank you, and I appreciate that. And like what we do, it's not a secret. It's not magic, right? It's a system, and we put that system out there. And I, I openly teach it. Um, I, I, I share everything we learn, but a lot of people come back and say, "Well." do I have to do all of the steps in there? Do I have to, to do all of that? And I always look and say, you know, you're a grown ass man. You don't have to do anything. But all I know is if you follow all of those steps, this is the result you'll get. I, I think, you know, I remember in, in um, high school, baking my girlfriend a cake and baking soda, baking powder, whatever it was. It's like, I don't know what it is. I, I didn't like the taste of it, whatever. It's not, it's not be important. I left it out. Well, I guess that was an important part. So if you can figure out how to do it with less steps than, than we do and less work, let me know. But um, uh, that process, process works. And if you don't want to do all the work, uh, we let you be the guest and we take care of the rest. Excellent. 
Well, I think that's probably a pretty good ending to this. Uh, just to let listeners know, there will be show notes. Uh, if you were driving your Ferrari, don't worry about it. When you get home and pull in the garage, you can uh, go to my website and I'll I'll put up the show notes. Um, Tom, thank you very much. Peter, I appreciate you. Thank you for having me on and uh, thank you for who you are and all you do. I know it's, um, I must, <laughs> I'll let my mother know that you said that. Thank you. <laughs> so if you want that free book, Podcast Guest Profits, Grow Your Business with a Targeted Interview Strategy, head to www.interviewvalet.com slash Peter Levitan. Yes, this is one of the few times in my lifetime that saying my name gets you something for free. There'll be show notes for this podcast, as well as 40 other interviews on my website. That's peterlevitan.com. And uh, hope you enjoy advertising stories. Take care.